there, family. Welcome. If we can call you that. Yes, family. And uh, welcome to Mean Girls Interrupted, uh, which is a movie review podcast. And don't and just don't forget to comment, like, subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Yeah. Rate review. Also rate review. review. I always forget that one. It really helps us. It helps us with the algorithm. Um, So if you can't tip us five dollars via Venmo, then just like, comment, subscribe, rate, review. Rate, review, yeah. and follow on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Sometimes we need the $5, y'all. We have to rent, we have to rent movies to yeah. do this for you. Yes. And, and I was freaking out the other night, everyone, because my <laughs> brain is melting. And so we almost didn't get to do a movie that John had told me where it was. And it was on a platform that I'm actually paying for. Well, <laughs> in your defense, though, I... Uh, also had forgotten that I had found it on Peacock. <laughs> yeah, I had no clue. I was like, I said, oh my God, how? This movie's so old. Why can't I rent it? <laughs> right. It's like, why are they bogarting that movie? Which we'll get to in the next episode. Yeah. The, this we'll episode ta- is all about a very fine movie. Emily the Criminal. Emily the Criminal starring everyone's, uh, hopefully everyone's favorite, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, she's had such a cool career uh, that I'm very envious of. Like, yeah. Isn't it weird? She came from, she came from what is technically the Midwest. Where is, where exactly is Delaware? It's, I think she shares a hometown of Joe Biden. That's how like vanilla it is. Oh, um, so here's my, do you ever just forget about states? Because yes, Indiana I, constantly. I always there's a forget. North and a South Carolina. John, there's a, there's a West Virginia and apparently it's the meth version of Virginia. Ooh, West Virginia. Like no joke. It's Virginia, but with fewer teeth and more meth. I mean, ugh, yikes. All I can remember, only, the only thing good that ever came out of West Virginia was fucking Clarice Darling, a fictional character. Oh, honestly. Oh, yeah. so, I love Clarice. Hi, Clarice. Hello, Isn't that Clarice. what he says? Doesn't he say that? Yeah. Does he's he, like, yeah, hey, he does. He says, hey, baby. I feel like <laughs> he wasn't like infatuated with her as much as he was like wanted to be her and thought she was fabulous. John, that's what I thought, too, because he had a very weird obsession. And it wasn't you, an infatuation. Yeah. And we're talking about Hannibal Lecter, the cannibal Lecter. <laughs> the cannibal Lecter. But we're actually talking <laughs> the movie. So if you didn't get the reference yeah. of Clarice Darling. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So Aubrey Plaza stars in this. Emily the Criminal. Did this come out in 2022? Gem. Yeah. Just John, like a only, month ago. It took 20 days to make. 20 days to film. I and mean, they did on, it in the, it's a shoestring budget. That's how that usually goes. Like, yeah. I mean, and by shoestring, I mean like $3 million. Yeah. So peanuts, basically. Yeah. $3 million doesn't get you a lot. I mean, she probably took a huge pay cut to do this. But I mean, good for her. Um, I, I do like an indie movie, though, because yeah. the thing about indie movies is like you really do have to work with the budget that you have. Like they literally film this in the worst parts of L.A. in 20 days. Uh, do you know what those worst parts of L.A. were? I noticed because I currently live in the Gelson's behind your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's they filmed it in Hollywood in in a lot of the scenes, it looks like. 
Um, and John, so, Hollywood's dirty though. For all of you Hollywood out there, Hollywood is dirty, and people vacation here to this specific neighborhood. What's wild to me is this: for all of you out there, okay, Hollywood is not this glitz and glam that you think. It's an idea. It's a state of mind. It's a state of mind. When you get there, you are gonna see some of the worst parts of humanity. Ever. Zero infrastructure. John, it is so wild over there. <laughs> I mean, the electricity here is hanging on by a literal thread. Well, you want to know what? I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I yeah. feel really bad because but everyone I was, glad, I was glad to see it in, in the movie, though, because it was like they don't usually show L.A. in a realistic way. And like her apartment building, it's like, I'm like, that's just right down the street from me. It's so gnarly. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it probably costs $10,000 a month to live there. Right. And she has like two roommates and she probably splits the entire. Uh, uh, and But it's only halved because the two roommates are a couple. I hate that, by the way. John, I would be furious. I'd be like, no, we're splitting this three that happened, ways. That happened to my redacted. Like whenever he was a. Whenever he was uh, subletting his his Harlem place, uh, it was an a big Harlem apartment, an old in an old brownstone building, and it had like two outdoor spaces, and so he was paying he was paying half of the rent while his roommate had a girlfriend to move in and not pay anything. No, I'd be like, she's got to like, no, go. Splitting three ways now. Was this, I have, okay, so quick question. Was this girl, uh, was this girl, uh, okay, so sorry, my words. Was his roommate straight or yes. lesbian? Uh, oh. a, a straight white male. Oh, go. Bye. I know, yeah. And then a no. straight, and then a straight white girl comes in, a straight white cis girl comes in and has no job and is just around the house all day. Well, I hope she at least cleaned up. If you're going to live there rent free, you have to, to do move something. Out. I helped to move out. And she was like all about like watching us like pack up and pack up everything and like moving heavy things. And she was like, she had the audacity to be like, oh, are you guys taking the couch right now? And we're like, oh, is that your favorite spot? <laughs> like, yeah, are you we're taking, taking the couch right now? Uh, uh, Ten minutes from now? Yeah, she wanted it like in place until like the very last minute. We're like, no, girl, we got to move things around. No, she can sit on a freaking dude. She can go sit on a pigeon. Like, a, I don't. It was insane. Anyway, this is Emily the Criminal. Emily situation. the Criminal. I know. Look at us <laughs> going off on a tangent once again. <laughs> but Emily the Criminal. Yeah. So I feel like I hope this is a time in movies where we get stars like Aubrey Plaza helming independent three million dollar budget films to actually get people to see them because it's like was kind of getting to be a thing of the past but it looks like it's fine maybe coming back um wasn't she in that movie with um uh one of the olsons elizabeth olson it was Ingrid goes west Ingrid another, goes west yeah. which was also an indie film yeah if i recall correctly it was and it was good yeah it was actually very good it was very very good also relevant theme wise to millennials. It's yeah. A, yeah. Which is Emily, the criminal is all about the frustrations of trying to work and be a, just to get by in today's yeah. society as like a 30 between 30 and 40 years old. Yeah. Just trying to survive. And um, 
Yeah. Cause like I don't it, know. Yeah. It's like break it down a little bit. So it's like, it's that specific generation. Like I'm sure Gen Z is going to have a, their own. They're now currently adults and they are taking the world by storm, but it's going to be fucking frustrating to try to make ends meet as a young person. Um, they're not going to be able to. It's going to they're going to follow is, the same path. Everything. This movie is about gig culture and how in gig culture, you no matter what job you get, you are an independent contractor. You, you basically have, no have zero rights. Yeah. And like you totally, have rights, but next to nothing. Yeah. And you have to do multiple things just to get by. It's so crazy. You don't have a life outside of your gigs. Yeah. So that's Emily uh, played by the wonderfully acted uh, Aubrey Plaza. And uh, so, yeah, she's just like down on her luck. She has she's drowning in student loan debt. Not relatable. Just kidding. <laughs> so um, not relatable for me, at least for a lot of you out there, I'm sure. But for me, I know, yeah. girl, I dropped out. Yeah, my um, Ray, my partner, uh, he uh he went to uh, Columbia in New York City, so he has oh. a loan. He has student loan debt. Oh, so he's got debt, debt. Yeah. Oopsies. Ivy, Ivy League debt. Dude. Don't aspire for Ivy League, everybody. That's a, that's a trap. Honestly, I'm going to say it right here, right now. You've probably heard it 10,000 times. And if you have not, find a trade school. Trades are huge. Also, you learn I learned something very specific, dude. I and learned you can the most about screenwriting from Scottsdale Community College, which is so wild. Community colleges, everyone go. You don't get, don't get your basics out of college. the way. Yeah. No, go to a community college, pay less money. Then if you want to go to a university, go. Yeah, be practical about it. But that's, we're not here to review the. Uh, the secondary education. System. We're not, but it, but it is a part of this movie because Emily's character is literally drowning in debt from a school An and she should school, no less. She shouldn't. Yeah. And that's the issue. Right. And so it's completely ruined her life and put her in this position. And so, so she comes from New Jersey. it doesn't Jersey. feel unrealistic either. No, because it's like, also she has the first moment that whenever we first uh, see her, she's in a job interview and where they have run a background check on her as they do. And her rap sheet is, is brought up. And so it's not like she was doing hard time or hard drugs. It's just sometimes the system you get into the system because yep. of your circumstances. And that's yep. just the truth and reality. And those circumstances bring, uh, you may do something that you regret later, but it stays with you forever, which means you don't get that job you want. Yeah. So so she confesses that she has a DUI and that's like a like a lower level misdemeanor DUI, which if you get a DUI in Arizona, it's an immediate felony. <laughs> so. They can they can lower it, though. Oh, really? A lot of times they let you plea down. Oh, right. Um, but so she admits to a DUI and he's like, oh, but what about this aggravated assault charge you were arrested for? That she failed to mention. Yeah, because in job interviews, you have to just air everything out and talk about it. Otherwise, they think that you're concealing information and is a reflection of your character instead of just being somebody who's probably ashamed of that. <laughs> yeah, or not wanting to talk about it because you're sick of talking about it. Right. And you have to like kind of like beg for people's forgiveness. 
but um uh yeah so she she he's the interviewer like basically has a tone and she just doesn't want to jump through the hoop so uh emily kind of snaps at him snaps back at him and is like you know what i'm not gonna fucking talk about it and you why did you trick me you could have just told me that you knew all this information already and then yeah he's like i didn't trick you and it's like a little fight and so she like she freaks out she clearly has a short fuse because she's been stressed out for a long time i get it yeah so she just she basically says everything in this interview that like people just want to say and never do which i thought was cool and so she that. she snatches back the the background check file and like, i love that too she said give there. me that shit and she takes it right off his desk yeah and then he's like very much like thank you and she's like no thank you <laughs> like, so. <laughs> and then she goes to work at her dismal catering job which is uh it's like yeah it's like the she's not preparing the food she just kind of like packs it up and delivers it to yeah. these like corporations and uh big offices where everybody's like has a career and is making money and she's just like showing up at lunchtime and dropping their food first. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't pay a lot. So we get to know her situation and her living situation is <laughs> she lives in like a <laughs> shitty Hollywood apartment and uh yeah, she's an she's a artist, a painter or does portraits or did and but hasn't really done it in a long time cuz she's just like trying to get work any way she can so um she goes out with a friend who annoying by the way her friend is so annoying i i know this type of person it's I, like ugh. do you know this type of person the thing is it's like <laughs> i don't know this type of person because i wouldn't hang out with this type of person i yeah. couldn't her friend was immediately annoying. I was like, no. Yeah, it's like she's sort of like flaunting that she has upward mobility. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so she's like everything. I'm going to I'm going to South America for for work because I work at this ad agency and we're going to have like a shoot. and It's going to be like amazing. And uh, she drops. We're only going to be there for 11 days. I'm like, girl, only only <laughs> yeah. only 11 days. <laughs> Yeah, and so she's sort of, like, projecting this, like, uh, image of success in front of her friend who is down on her luck. And she's like, how's it going with you? Yeah, for <laughs> and real. Emily's like, I gotta get a job. Like, yeah, can you help me out with that? And she's like, and so the, uh, the friend offers to put in a good word at, at the ad agency. Yeah. Which would be a perfect fit for an art school person. An art school dropout as it's revealed. Hey, but yeah. you want to know. But it sucks because she doesn't have the degree and is still $70,000 in debt. So um, she is able to make her payments, but her payments to the student loan debt is only going toward the interest, which is a thing that happens. John. Yes. So you have it, to make you have to make. So you I mean, if you if you don't specify that you want yep. it towards the principal. The balance versus the thing, they'll just apply it to the um, to the interest and you still owe that month's rent. I mean, that month's payment minimum, which is so annoying. Yeah. Why would they ever? That is so shady. Because Dude, it's, a, it's designed shady to screw boots. you over and keep you uh -huh. down. It's so she's crazy. on the phone arguing with them, being like, you put it towards the interest. Four hundred dollars yeah. down the hole. Yeah. Yeah. That I happened with us with like a Home Depot. We had like a Home Depot card. 
and we used it to re-carpet and um uh yeah and so we we initiated a payment and they applied it towards the interest and not the actual monthly and they're like oh you have to specify so life hack <laughs> so. Uh, here's the thing though it's like it's so ridiculous that you should have to specify that you want to put it towards the yeah. actual principle of the credit yeah so everybody listening at home travis and i definitely relate to this movie <laughs> so. i'm not kidding it's so annoying it's this like these movie. little tiny things it's these it's, little tiny things designed to keep you down it's crazy it's a it's a system that we live in but emily the criminal so she is um she's just walking uh she's walking from her from where she works and one of her co-workers is like hey uh can you take my shift tonight last notice i have my son's baseball game and she's like okay cool yeah all right and then he's like you know what i'm gonna help you out because because you're doing me this favor and he gives her a mysterious phone number to call and uh or to text rather and he's, and he's like you can make 200 is it 200 dollars you make 200 dollars in one hour yeah it's like one hour of work 200 dollars and um at what point does she decide to actually do it isn't it like she's just sitting there afterward and she just she just like she needs something to happen so she texts she's she's at her job and she's like so annoyed i don't know what happens but she's at her job and she's in the bathroom and yeah. she throws the she throws this phone away, I think. Right. Oh, no, no, no. That Not happens yet. later. Yeah, yeah. That happens yeah. later. I'm sorry. I'm ahead of myself. She does text the number and the and person th- texts her back almost an immediately. Address. An address. Yes. Which is like, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this is like like a this is like Valley, almost almost the Valley. Um, but uh, so she so she just on a whim just goes to check it out and this is where things start to get dicey oh yeah <laughs> so, yeah to say the least yeah so she walks into like this empty sort of shop space and no one's there and then she follows the sound to a warehouse that, that it's connected to and it's full of like clothes and merchandise and things and people and people who have uh, come to do the exact same thing that she's about to get into. And they're not telling her anything. They're like, they're like, how did you hear about us? And then they verify with the person. They call this guy that gave her the number immediately. He's like, do you know Emily? Blah, blah. And he's like, yeah. So and then they um, <laughs> they they scan her drivers. They take a copy of her driver's license. And then give it back to her. And then she stands in a long line and gets her picture taken like at the DMV. And then they're like in this weird like conference meeting with the with Yusuf, who is yes. with, who's our supporting man. And uh, he is like, you know what? We're not going to tell you what to, what is going to happen yet, but it's illegal. So if you have a problem with that, leave and like two people leave. Yeah. And then they're like, OK, so here you go. They give everybody um, a list of items and uh, a fake credit card. But the numbers are real. And then somebody's like, are these? Well, Emily's like, are these are these real credit card numbers? And they're like, yes, these are stolen credit card numbers. And then a couple more people leave. <laughs> and well, Emily Emily's does. about to leave. Yeah. She's about to leave. And he's like, is there a problem? She was like, what if they ask for my ID? And it turns out 
They're making fake identifications as well. <laughs> While she was waiting in that line, they made her a fake ID that looks very good. And actually, I was, John, I also I was like, ooh, commendable. Yeah, like, it looks just like mine. It looks just like mine. That's great work. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, great art department on this film. Honestly, I mean, they really have done their research. Yeah. And so uh, they are going to be, uh, what's the term that they use? They are... Uh, is it dummy shoppers? Yes, no. they're dummy shoppers. So if you guys don't know what a dummy <laughs> shopper is, I didn't know what a dummy shopper I was. Googled I didn't it right know there away. was a term. Yeah, for it's it. a real thing. It's a real Which thing. Which is so crazy. And it defrauds millions and millions of people. Dummy shoppers, everyone. So that so what, is when yeah. a person who is trying to commit credit card fraud, they are going to make a purchase uh, of an item with uh, real someone's with someone's base, like basically their credit card, but that's been created. Yeah, it's basically been cloned. Yeah, just like and they stamped make... onto a new piece of plastic. Yeah, so they go in and they act as that person, and then I guess this is exactly what they do. They buy the stuff for people, right? But then they sell it, and then the for credit way more. card on the back end, the credit card company will uh, not approve the charge, so the store takes the hit. That happened to me. Uh, whenever I was selling glasses at the high end glasses shop, there was like this group of guys that came in and I knew that there that there was something up with their credit cards. They did not look right. And but they but for some reason, I allowed them to make the purchase because they were because they were purchasing like a like like two thousand dollar sunglasses. Oh, and I was like, I need the commission. <laughs> Damn. Because if it's like they they can't take the commission away once it's paid. So um so I ran the card and um and then yeah they they got out of there and then like I think it was like days later though um we got um something from American Express saying like disputing the charge and yeah so the store had to pay that back. That sucks. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. They're defrauding people. So Emily, uh, she goes to this electronics store with all the other dummy shoppers and she's she's in it. She decides that she's going to commit a crime knowingly. She needs two hundred dollars. So she's going to go purchase a TV for these people. Yeah. And so she does it. Uh, she puts on a hat <laughs> and uh, from the inside the store, she like yeah. takes it off the rack and like so she doesn't so she's not seen by the security cameras. And then she gets a giant television it's like what two thousand dollars or something like that yeah it's a lot of money yeah so she buys a two thousand dollar tv it, the credit card goes through and then she wheels it out to the parking lot where she's stopped by a security guard and is like are you gonna pay for that and she's like oh my god and it turns out she forgot that she was wearing the hat from inside the store throws it back to him and then she um she and the other dummy shoppers, they load up all the TVs into the van and uh, then she is presented with another possible scenario to make two thousand dollars this time. Yep. And she's Which... handed a she's handed a phone and uh, and they're like, we'll be in touch. And she goes, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. She, it's not just a, any old phone. It's an obvious burner phone. Straight up <laughs> burner, dude. Like the shadiest looking phone you could ever see. Also, it's a flip phone, <clears throat> which, by the way, if you ever see someone with a flip phone. They are doing illegal activities. This is not. And I'm not talking your touch screen. Now, I'm not talking your Samsung yeah. $2,000 flip talk, you're, phone. We're talking your non-GPS having 
flip phone. You're still texting T9 on this flip phone. <laughs> yes. I miss those phones. That person's a criminal. Yeah. Straight up. So. <laughs> <laughs> and also never trust a person who has two phones. No, see, okay, that's so weird. Unless they're both smartphones, I won't trust you. Yeah. If it was like provided by an employer, sure. That's it. That's the only way I'll trust you if you have multiple phones, because I already <laughs> yeah. know one of them is for shady business. Yeah, you're, you're either an assistant for a monster or oh. or you're <laughs> committing crimes <laughs> or or the exact or honestly, one yeah. and the same. You could have a shitty boss be an assistant doing crimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? Actually, so funny. This is so L.A. Like uh, I, whenever I was working for free as an intern for a millionaire uh she would she would take pity on us sometimes and take us out to lunch and um and pay for it and uh oh wow what a thoughtful <laughs> gesture yeah except for one time she did take us out on a, like a company evening outing and refused to pay for the drink bill um that's weird uh-huh that is She's like, no. I'll get your food, but drinks are expensive. No, like, let's you are a we millionaire can. and we are out here against our will because we don't want you to look bad on us if we didn't show up. You know what I mean? So Ugh, anyway, I just wouldn't have showed up. This is relatable to the story, by the way, of Emily yeah. the Criminal, because it's L.A. gig culture. And that's my reality at this current point in time. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So anyway. Um, oh, yeah. My, my story. Yeah, she took us out to lunch and. Um, uh, one of the people in the office like came uh, who was who worked as her lawyer, her attorney, her entertainment attorney. She can't she showed up uh, like out of the blue and was like, hey, guys. Uh, so there's this really cool opportunity to make a little bit of money. Like if you guys have good credit and are able to be approved to, to buy a car. And I'm like, immediately I was like, nope, this is illegal. Immediately clocked it, and she so she like pitched us this whole thing where she the was lawyer like, "Lawyer did this? Yes, this lawyer. What in the?" <clears throat> and she was like, "She was like, so what you do is you um you buy this car wholesale from a Chinese dealer, like wherever the wherever the factory is, and it's through a middleman, and so um and you buy it and you get approved for the loan or whatever, and then you." It gets shipped here direct from China and then you sell it to a dealership for much more than you paid for it. And then you pay off the loan and then you pocket the difference. And it's like thousands of dollars. I'm like, that is fucking shady, dude. Shady boots. Like, uh, how could a lawyer actually be telling you guys this? Because she doesn't want to do it. She wants to she wants to put the risk to these interns who are making no money. That person's an asshole. Yeah, she and I, I buy felicia her in an email. Oh, oh, I remember. I remember you telling me about that. Yes, I Emily, Emily the criminal her and she had the Dude, audacity see, to I smear my that. name. You know what? F her. Yeah. You should have said, I'm going to go tell everybody about your dumb car schemes, you loser. Yeah. Right. Do you uh, want to call her out right now? Would you like to say her no, name or no? Okay. She's a lawyer. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, so Emily the criminal, she... She's waiting for this phone call on this burner phone that's just seemingly not coming. And the clock is ticking on her life, basically. <clears throat> and uh, so she has a really bad day delivering catering with the guy who hooked her up with this whole gig. Um, He's who, mad at her because she did. What did she do? 
Well, well, she is about to do it. Like, well, oh. she first she drops the food order. And yeah, so he's upset about that. Hungry employees are failed by the lasagna. And um, so she decides to chuck the, the phone into the garbage at the in the bathroom and at this place of business. And she comes back and it she starts hears to ring. Beep. Yeah, yeah she hears that beep as the door is right about to close because she chucks it in. It's like, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Then the phone beeps as the door almost closes. She was almost Scott. She was almost off scot free. Right. And then she like kind of peeks her head back in. It's like, did I just hear that? And then, yes, yeah, she heard it. So she digs it out of the garbage and and uh, basically and oh, it's a text message. And it's an, it is. A, it's another address. So uh, she has to go right now. And so she is in the parking garage with her friend. I mean, her coworker who is angry at her. And she's like, hey, I'm just going to like, I, can you cover for me? Like, I have to go and do this thing like right now. And he's like, no, bye. he's like pissed about it. And so she's like, you can have my delivery fee. It's like 30 bucks. And he's like, OK, cool. And so she drives out to this um, to this location and she <laughs> uh, figures out what her next job is. Her next job is, which is she gets she's handed a cashier's check. That's fake. Another fake credit card with no limit. It's an, like an American Express black card. Yes. Stolen numbers. And the situation is she has to go inside this weird building, the shady, shady business dealings building. A very shady, dude. Like sketch. Uh, so the, sketch. Yeah. And so. <laughs> And she um, and she has to make a purchase and she doesn't know what she's purchasing. And uh, she no, they tell I think they tell her. Oh, it's a car. They tell her it's a car and they say you have eight minutes to be in and out of this place because the bank on a purchase like this will call. And they will call the person you just purchased it from. And you don't want to be around when they find out that they just. Sold. They just yeah are that you're they, stealing their car you're from stealing them. Stealing a car. It's <laughs> you stole a car. Uh, so she decides to do it, and she it's Time she's gonna 2000? make two thousand. Two thousand. No. I would Hell not steal it. No, I would not steal a car for two thousand dollars. I wouldn't. I just don't think I would. John, I think I'm so over. Why do you I'm, think she did it? Desperation. Yeah, she is desperation. Desperate. Literally leads to. That's what's so realistic about this movie is like. Not there are a bunch of people who know. Obviously, we know it's wrong. Yeah. But when you're desperate, you do dumb shit. Right. Because people you start do working, dumb things. Yeah. And it's like this whole theme of like work beginning to work outside the system that isn't working for you. And the system is there and in place by laws. So if you start operating outside that system, you're now breaking laws. Yep. And so. So she decides, yeah. And so she um, she goes into this place and then uh, she talks to this guy and these two guys who are they just seem so unsavory and criminals themselves. And it's not your it's not your usual car lot situation. This is not a car lot. This is no joke. This is not a car lot. These are probably stolen vehicles. One hundred percent. Yeah, they're stolen. They're absolutely stolen vehicles that they are selling to other people. Yeah. 
So you're essentially stealing from somebody who is going who steals vehicles already, which means, <laughs> dude, you are <laughs> you're <laughs> you're, crim- you're criming the crimers. And you are really absolutely like you're testing the limits. Yeah. Of how far you're going to go and whether or not you are OK with someone killing you. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to steal from someone who steals a car, there's a good chance they will try to kill you. Yeah. So um, so Emily, our criminal here, she is she's not dumb at all. So she knows that she's getting into a tricky situation right away. And so she has her mace ready <laughs> in her purse. And so she makes the purchase and it goes through. And then uh, so and so the clock starts with the eight minutes. And so she uh, but she has paperwork to fill out. It's a car. And so she starts filling out the form and she just wants to get in and out as soon as she can. So she she's taken down by the by the henchman guy uh, to a BM. Is it a BMW? It's like an exotic car. I'm not actually sure what it is, but he does say something along the lines of we just got it from and it yeah. was someplace. And you you immediately are like this car stolen. Yeah. And so she gets into the car. She starts it up and then his this henchman's phone rings. And the jig is up, basically. And he's like, hey, uh, actually, we forgot to do something back in the office. Can you turn the car off and come with me? And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. They know. And it's such a tense moment where I'm like, shit. Yep, it is. It does <laughs> get very tense. <clears throat> yeah, I was like fully feeling it. I was like, get out of there, girl. Get out of there. Like, and so girl, you have to go. He has the odd. Uh, she's about to just peel out out of there. But he like rips her out of the car. It gets crazy by her hair, no less. And then smashes her face into the car window. Yeah. So she's has a so she overcomes him somehow and like gets back into the car and peels out out of the lot. And he pursues her in another car. And there's this chase around Hollywood, it looks like. And uh yeah, and she's like bleeding by the nose. She has no idea. She's never been in a situation like this. And she ends up lo- losing him by uh, stopping in the middle of the street and then meeting him halfway outside of his car. He's like screaming at her. And then she maces him in the face, gets back in the car, and then rendezvous with Yusuf and his brother, um, who's the silent type at this point. And uh, he... She basically just chucks the keys at him. Is like, fuck you guys. You guys are insane. Like, how could you put me in a position like that? That's so crazy. Why didn't you fucking tell me? And then she has basically a mental breakdown trying to just get out of there. And then Yusuf like kind of comes to like comfort her. And he drives her home because she's like unable to drive. She's so shaken up. And Uh, I could feel it. Rightfully so. Yeah. Like her adrenaline's going. It's like all the culmination of her desperation and whatever. Her nose is bleeding. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So, yeah, he drives. She literally just stole a car. Like, (laughs) I don't know any other. Honestly, 60 second. John, talk about an adrenaline rush. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not speaking from experience. I've never stolen anything larger than a CD. Yeah, I haven't even done that. I have stolen zero things ever. I've only. Because I can't take it. I can't handle the idea of getting caught. Yeah, see, that's the thing, though, is I'm not going to tell you my secrets. This is a long time in the past. I'm ashamed (laughs) of it and I would never do it again. But I had no fear of getting caught. 
well, that's probably how you have to do it. Because <laughs> like because I'm walking of, out of here, not looking at any of the security guards. <laughs> well, I had a good system. Oh, I had a good system. How many CDs? I'll tell have you, you about it later. Enough. <laughs> not just one. No. Also, some Tamagotchis. Tamagotchis. Yeah. How old were you? Way too old to be having Tamagotchis. <laughs> <laughs> Committing crimes to just have the Tamagotchis. Oh, John, I was doing this when I was in high school. We knew each other. Oh, no way. Did, yeah, I, I never told you. What? Secrets? Yeah, no. See, I would never tell you because I didn't want anybody to know. You can't tell nobody nothing. Yeah, you can't. When you're doing criminal shit, you can't tell people because do you feel what? a certain do you feel a certain way about telling me now, like 22 years later? No, I feel bad. I didn't tell you sooner. Oh, no, it's totally cool. We all have to have I, secrets. I'll tell you how I did it afterwards, because I'm not letting any of you know how. But John, I, it was I so easy. I never, ever saw you playing with a Tamagotchi at school. Yeah, no. So. <laughs> I never even knew you had Tamagotchis. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Was that a secret? No, the Tamagotchi thing? No. Oh, what? The Tamagotchis? I, I never, I can't, I never associated you with Tamagotchis ever. Yeah, no, I did have them. I loved them. Oh, I okay. loved Tamagotchis. I used to love nano pets, like any of those little small electronic things. Yeah, you had I think to keep you're making alive. a comeback, like a resurgence now. John, I love them. Yeah, I think they, they started to like really uh, explode once again. Well, good. They deserve it. Yeah, you're like, I'm buying one now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to figure out how I couldn't now. No, no, no. Too much on the line. Yeah, way too much, actually. But anyway, so Emily, uh, she's uh, fully diving deeper into criminal hood and Yusuf drives her home and uh, he likes her. It's very clear that she likes him back. And um, uh, yeah, he like offer he like goes upstairs to her apartment and ice is, puts ice on her nose with her and they get to know each other a little bit more. And he sees that she was a talented artist and she's really just has money problems uh, hindering her life. and. Turns out Yusuf does, too. He's not like this huge rolling in it criminal. And he has people that he has to answer to. He's not the boss. Yep. And so he has a dream of buying sort of like this condo building ish thing. And uh, uh, for his mom, I believe. And yeah. uh, so and he would like live there, too. And it would just. It really just means like freedom and he doesn't want to be doing this crime stuff forever. No, Justin, like and so she's just like, okay, cool. I'm just going to do crimes until I don't have to anymore. And we know that's a slippery slope. Yes, because when you start making good money, it's like, should I give this up? Yeah. And so she is towing this line from here on out, like of doing these credit card frauds and buying things and. So she gets indoctrinated into into the system that Yusuf is doing. It's like you print the number, you get the stolen credit card numbers from him. And then she she gets her own little credit card making machine and takes it home with her. And she's just churning out all these uh, fake credit cards. And so she's also making purchases with them and selling them herself. So she doesn't have as much like overhead. Yep. So. She is she's doing Craigslist uh, selling selling the stolen merchandise basically via Craigslist and this and that or the other, which I have to say is a quick side note. I did make a similar purchase. This was so a thing 
where I was like, I was on my way to the gym in a parking lot. And these two guys in a pickup truck, they, uh, they, they stopped me in the parking lot. And they're like, they're like, Hey, do you have like a hundred dollars? Like there, there's over 70. Yeah. yeah, Like, do you have this like $7,500 for, um, it was a, it was a projector screen and a projector, like a TV projection kit. And I was like, Oh yeah, cool. And I was like, this is legit. And I just like gave them a hundred dollars really quickly. (laughs) And they loaded it into my car and everything. (laughs) And they peeled out. They had, Uh they had a bunch of them in there too. Oh, I'm not shocked. I was like, Oh wow, this is so cool. And then like, I told somebody and they're like, that's stolen merchandise. Uh They were like, I was like, Oh, is yeah. that a crime? They're like, that's a crime. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit, I have to get rid of it. So I sold it on on uh, Craigslist for like three hundred dollars and made a little bit of money. Wait, John, you were almost Emily. The, you were almost Emily. It was totally <laughs> Emily. It was crazy. But anyway, so that's what she's doing, basically. And so she's like in a parking lot selling uh, stolen merchandise uh, for cheap to people who are going to go turn it around and, and sell it for the regular price, basically. And so uh, she makes a very bad mistake of uh, selling something on in front of her building to some seedy people. Yes, which she should not have done that. She was warned by Yusuf not to sell at her home or around it. And so, yeah, so these people are waiting out in a truck and she's like texting them and they're not responding because they're waiting for her to go back to her place so they can find out what where her place is. So she walks up the stairs and they're like, oh, hey, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. We didn't know that was you. And it's these two meth head looking fuckers, a man and a woman. And so, yeah, so she's like, they're they're inching in closer and you know it's going to happen. So they push her inside her own her own apartment, hold her down and hold a box cutter to her throat while the woman goes and uh, gets the safe where all of her cash is forces her to open it and also steals a little tiny wiener dog that she is bait that she is dog sitting for her annoying friend. They take the dog. They're like, you're so cute. Honestly, how are you going to go and steal someone's dog? Yeah, it's crazy. How did you feel about the scene? It was wild. Oh, I'm so sorry. I almost threw up because it was so realistic. <laughs> um, Not the Bud Light. No, 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 no. Uh, no, we don't say that name here because they're not sponsoring us. Oh, um, right. <laughs> so, John, it felt very realistic. There wasn't one part of that where I was like, yeah, this seems very like, mm-hmm. oh, it, it gave me bad anxiety. Like I was telling John. Yeah. OK, so I had to watch this movie in two parts. And not because I did not like this movie, but because this movie gave me anxiety because it started making me think of Breaking Bad, which is why I never finished the series, because it was a series of bad choices, one after the other, after the other. And they know that what, what they're doing is wrong. Same with right. Emily. She also, keeps yes, digging yeah. a hole for herself. Yes. And she doesn't stop. And I had to stop watching it because I was like, like oh. you know, you know, it's not going to end well. No. And you're like, dude, quit making horrible decisions. It's good writing because it actually really made me like I had to put it down. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's too many. It was just everything about this movie compounded into this like anxiety I had while watching it. So I had to watch it the next day, finish it. Yeah. But she's like so operating on like a survival mentality that she's unable to kind of like step up, step away and be like, okay, this is my plan. I can just do this, this, that, or the other to just like get a real job. Yep. And she does try to get real jobs, but her rap sheet is always haunting Messing. her. From the it's past. always haunting her. And so but she's on the ground. Happens, it I think does. I feel like it's like something people don't really want to acknowledge, but I think a lot of people have like crimes, misdemeanors mm-hmm. and felonies on their record because they're so easy to get with traffic. Like, yep. Traffic things can be misdemeanors and felonies. Like I have a, I have a driving on a suspended license misdemeanor oh. that will never leave my record. That's so annoying. Yeah. And it's because somebody was using my, uh, my driver's uh, basically a fake driver's license with my driver's license number and their face on it. Mm-hmm. So and basically uh, you got <laughs> Emily the criminal. Yeah. So like they, it was, they weren't even like stopped. They just uh, like ran a red light or something like that. And uh, the camera got it. And then it they never went to traffic survival school to reinstate my license. And then I figured out whenever I got my California ID. That sucks. <clears throat> oh, oh, God, I'm like constantly <laughs> clearing my throat. It's insane. But um, yeah, what are we talking about? So basically, Emily's <laughs> on the ground right now, and these people take $15,000 worth of cash and they leave and they're getting ready to leave. And Emily is like, I can either give up or I can take this take charge. Mm-hmm. So she follows those hookers downstairs to their vehicle and she tases one of the people in the car and she goes around the front and pulls the other lady, the driver at this point out of the rips truck, rips her out of the driver's seat and holds threatens her down to tase her right under the chin, has her taser right under her chin, which by the way, talk about scrambled eggs, dude, she was going to scramble that <laughs> bitch's brain. She was yeah. like, she pulls out that lady's wallet and she says, do you know where I live? Now I know where you live. And she yeah. takes her money and she takes that dog. And this is the point where you're like, She's Emily means over. business. Emily means business. Yeah. And I like the whole thread of this where like they build her temper like right up top in this film and you see it coming out and she and we know that she's capable of violence in some way. Yeah, because and she then, has an assault charge, which they bring up in the very, very beginning of the movie. Yeah. So she has a short fuse. She does. And it is a flaw in her character as much as you are rooting for her. You're like, girl, you have to not talk. No, you need to just take it, take it down a notch. Yeah, because Yusuf takes uh, uh, they have a romance. They hook up at a party that she goes to. Her annoying friend is back in town and her ad agency has a party and they get drunk and whatever. And and uh, through this party, um, annoying friend hooks Emily up with an interview for an assistant level position. Like one of the people are leaving, put in their two weeks and there's like an, an art department job opening. She's like, Oh my God. Yes. So things are going good. She hooks up with Yusuf and, um, it turns out Yusuf's brother who is basically his boss uh, reveals that he doesn't like it so much. And so Yusuf takes uh, Emily to meet his mother, 
and his brother shows up and is basically like Emily broke the rules and went to the same store twice and they know the jig is up. So if they find her, they can find us. So she cannot be in the life anymore. So make a choice, Yusuf, Emily or the crimes. And he chooses Emily. So this is whenever things start to get get dicey and Emily can't shut up. So she completely pisses off the brother and insults him. Um, so yeah, turns out she, he gets like a call. She gets a call from Yusuf and he's like irate. He's like, pick me up. He, he does. And he's bleeding. The brothers roughed him up and he's like, we gotta, we gotta steal everything. Like he's been iced out of the whole organization. He's like, well, I'm going to rob my brother at bank assets, the warehouse, everything. Let's do it. And you can, and Emily, you can help me and you're going to get a huge cut, like at least like you can pay off your debts, do anything you want. That's yeah. a lot of money because she has a lot of debt. He <clears throat> yeah. literally offers her freedom, which is all she wants. Yeah. So he does. And she can't help herself. She's like, yes, let's do it. And so they go to the warehouse and it's already been cleaned out. So the brother has and the bank account, he's been iced out. So frozen out of the bank account. So the brother essentially robbed Yusuf before Yusuf could rob him. And because they're criminals and they know what the other person's thinking. Yeah. So you have to stay one step ahead. Yeah. So Yusuf like blames Emily and then Emily's like, no, fuck you. Like you have to you just didn't hit him soon enough. You waited too long. So this is your fault. And then he's like, whatever, like, let's just break up. Let's just go our separate ways. And she's like, uh, no, we're going to rob your brother. (laughs) She literally tells him, I want my half. You said I was getting half. I want my half. Guess what? Your brother thinks you're spineless and he would not be expecting you to rob him. We're going to rob your brother. She literally is a bad influence. Yes, very she much is, so. She has the devil on the shoulder. Also, yeah. I have to stop saying literally. Literally. Yes, <laughs> thank you so much. So, for real, she she truly is like, we're doing this, whether you like it or not. Yeah, so she she basically comes up with this whole thing where... She plots and schemes. She is Joanne the <clears throat> Scammer. <laughs> she yeah. is ready. Emily the scammer. <laughs> and she, she so we see the plan unfold. It's nighttime. They uh she she uses her job as a caterer to start it. So she's dressed in her catering thing. She has like food to be delivered to this big house out in like Calabasas or some bullshit. And she's like, uh somebody oh one of these henchmen like opens the door and it's like she's like food delivery and he's like, no, and then uh, he steps outside and she tases him, which is which is fun. And then zip ties his hands together and puts them into a trunk. And it's like, how many people are inside? And uh, also unlock your phone. And so the, he does that. They close the trunk and <laughs> and uh, they sneak inside the house and they text the other henchmen on the first level. Uh like from his hey, phone I've is been like carjacked. He's yeah, like, yeah, I've been yeah. carjacked. Here's where I am. So they, they hop to the rescue and it clears out the place. And so they have some time to, uh, to attack the brother who's upstairs. And so they try to sneak in. They're going to like tase him and zip tie him is the plan. 
and the shower is running and they can't. So they round the corner. The shower is empty and the brother knew they were coming. And so the brother knocks Yusuf over the head with like a billy club. And um, and uh, yeah, what ha- what does he do? Oh, yeah. So, so mm-hmm. you yeah, go yeah, for yeah. it. Take it away. So he knocks Yusuf over the head with a billy club and Ju- Yusuf's on the ground down and out. He goes after Emily. Emily tries to tase the brother, whose name is, I believe, Khalil, Khalil, Khalid, something no like clue. that. <laughs> Me either. So anyway, he has her on the ground and he starts choking her out because she didn't tase him correctly. But what this guy doesn't know is Emily's not just a criminal criminal. Uh, Emily is also a no bullshitter. And she <laughs> has on her a box cutter. Um, right. And she slices and his his femoral artery. <laughs> she cuts him real deep in the side. Oh, right, right. In and the it's like, side. And I think like she does it death. twice. Yeah, she goes all crazy and he's basically bleeding out on the ground. And she um, she gets on top of him as he's bleeding. He's like, I'm going to bleed out. She's like, where's the money? He's like, there's no money. She's like, I'm going to slit your throat. Tell me where the money is. He said, there's no money. She's like, I believe you're lying. On the count of three, I'm going to cut your throat. And then he ends up telling her that it's in the refrigerator. Because at this point, I really, truly believe she was going to cut his um, throat. I definitely believe she was going <laughs> to slit his throat. She was so angry. So yeah. she <laughs> I think it was not a lie. And uh, so she finds actual cash. A lot of it. A, th- a whole trash in a, bag in full a black of money. Trash bag. Uh, and Probably she, all hundreds, dude. Yeah, but she has to get Yusuf to the hospital. So they're in the car in Yusuf's car but there but the keys fell out somewhere and she's like yeah. where are your keys and we can hear sirens in the distance we can hear things happening and people are the jig is up so she has a choice to make either take the money and run or sit here with Yusuf and get caught so she takes that money and she doesn't run she walks away <laughs> She walks very slowly, which is good because it's inconspicuous. If you're running, people will know you're probably up to no good. Yeah. And especially she's like, at night. Yeah. And she already looks pretty shady because she has blood on her face. Yeah, her that hands, doesn't help. And she's carrying a black trash bag full of stuff. Which they don't know what it is. And it's full of cash. Yeah. And so she stops at a bus stop and takes off her bloody shirt and wipes the blood off of her face takes a breath, gets on a bus, and goes. Straight to the airport, it would appear. It would appear straight to the airport because there is a SWAT team that raids her apartment where she is not there. It looks like she didn't even stop by to pick up anything. She didn't grab socks. She didn't grab nothing. Yeah. She went from Yusuf's brother's house all the way to South America. Yeah, (laughs) which is where she wanted to go and visit. So she's in South America, probably never coming back to the United States. She couldn't. (laughs) She's wanted, very, very wanted. Yeah, she's very, very wanted. And uh, so, yeah, it turns out she has this moment of peace on the beach at sunset. And she like, it's kind of iffy whether or not she's happy, but she gets away with it. Yeah. And she has means. She now can do whatever she wants. At what price did she get the means to do what she wanted? Which was, yeah. What was the the cost of freedom? John, she found out what she was good at. 
Yes, because the final images of her in South America establishing the same system, fraud system, just like how she was indoctrinated. She's doing the whole use of spiel of being like, you're going to commit crimes, everybody, to a group of people. And these are stolen credit cards. Is it cool if I just tell you what it is or you can just leave? Yep. And so she's running that whole scam down south. So now she is operating things and she's Emily the criminal. Yeah. So how did you feel about that? How did I feel about the movie? The ending. Oh, okay. So I actually was like, I had mixed feelings. I had mixed feelings about the ending. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was a little um, ambiguous of like whether or not she was happy. I just wanted her to be swimming. I didn't need her to become like this crime boss, although I'm happy she did like good for her girl work. Yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> I just wanted her to be in South America enjoying her life because she made a couple bad decisions. But at the end of the day, she couldn't feel bad for Yusuf. They were mm-hmm. all criminals. They were all criminals. And Yusuf did get her into this mess. Yep. And guess what? It's her money at the end of the day. So yeah. She didn't even leave any behind for him. To the victor (laughs) goes the spoils. Like, no joke. And guess what? She came out on top. Yeah, she was done not choosing herself. So she chose herself. And I think that was a cool choice. I don't think it makes her unlikable in any way. John, I would have left that person in there, too. I'm so sorry. I would not have stuck around. There's too much at stake. Right? There's too much at stake. Plus... You can't be involved with him anymore. You just stabbed his brother. Someone's going to try and kill you. You have to leave. Like, it would mean you're going to jail for what? Love? Yeah, no, absolutely not. She don't even know this dude. Yeah. It's not love. No, I loved this movie. I thought it was a really great movie. I didn't want her to be a crime boss at the end. I wanted her to just be happy. But you know what? Whatever makes her happy. And if that's what she was good at, good for her. Girl, do your thing. You know what? Do it in South America where I'm sure she's going to end up in prison at some point. Uh, absolutely. There's no way she's not or dead. Yeah. One of the like, two. She almost got killed a couple of times yeah. doing the same thing. So she's either going to get get killed by somebody she screwed over or she's going to just get caught by the authorities at some point yep. and be in prison. Like, we'll I don't never see know. I don't see a genuinely good outcome beyond the end of this movie for her no there never really is ever but that's okay because we don't have to know right but i think it was cool because like this was probably one of the first like movie characters that i felt really invested in in a really long time like in a real way well yeah because it felt real none of this felt like it couldn't happen it wasn't that far-fetched it's not far-fetched john these things happen literally every day there i go again Saying literally, <laughs> just, but, uh, yeah, but it was very, it was a really good writing. The director is John Patton Ford, who also wrote it. And it was just really good. Like the tension was there. The stakes kept getting higher and higher. And the and characters, it's realistic. Yeah, the characters were very. Like, well-rounded, like they were real people. Yeah. That it you wasn't over the top either. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting how people can like slip into crime. Like it's a, it's so interesting. It's a slippery like, slope. It's easy. People can easily get wrapped up in the stuff very quickly, especially. And doing it out of necessity, too. Yes. 
like and it's, money being involved, easy money if you don't get caught, very tricky. Yeah, like I know one or two people who like actually uh like the uh doing a small crime is part of the income. And yeah. it's oh. it's it's also it's doesn't for me, this might just be my own character. I don't see it as unethical to to break certain laws in order to make ends meet. No, because there are laws that are truly made. Victimless, made. victimless crime. Is a victimless crime. Yeah. Like, you know. say you stole, say you stole from Walmart. Say that you were like, I don't know, a 17 year old kid who grew up in a small town and you stole some CDs and some Tamagotchis from Walmart. Or it's even victimless. Do you like, know what I mean? If you're, if you're taking a couple of bucks out of a register and you work at a major corporation, uh, I well, think I would that's, say that's, maybe a that's a victimless crime in my opinion. I would opinion. say maybe don't. Don't maybe. because you will get caught because obviously they, you will the, get caught. Don't be taking money from registers. I've Look. never done that, but I have known people to do it while on, on my watch while I at have, work. I have never done it. Here's what I want to say. I do not rat people out. No, you want to go listen, <laughs> but I also don't lie for people either. If you want to go and take a Furby and you want to sell that Furby for some did extra you steal money. A, did you steal a Furby? No, I no, absolutely <laughs> not. No, John, you want to know what's wild to me? One of the people I used to hang out with whose name I will not say, he stole a pair of rollerblades. And I'm like, how, how did, did you, you take rollerblades? <laughs> Whoa. Rollerblades. First of all, those things are not small. And they're not cheap. They're like three hundred dollars sometimes. This and I'm like, how in the hell did you take those? Crazy. But it doesn't matter. Anyway. Man, people would steal Cartier glasses from us all the time. Oh. Like solid gold. Well, there was an instance. Oh. Wow. Right. Damn. Like, so, yeah, I don't know like, why I didn't think when you said Cartier, I was like, oh, sure, sure, sure. Because I see it and that I was forget Cartier is so expensive. They're like five thousand dollar glasses and people had the audacity to like steal them right in front of me. It was wild. And you're like, well, there's nothing I can listen. I, if I was working in retail and someone stole in front of me, you better believe I'm not running after them. I do oh, not no. care. I will mm-hmm. not die for sunglasses. Screw that. No. No, 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 no. I'm like, I'm, I'm not, not doing even, it. Take it. I'm not even calling it out. I don't want to get it. into it. No. Yeah. Bye. I, you know, one time I did call out a shoplifter. She was like doing this whole like she was doing like the whole like pick up the glasses. She had an open purse out like on her arm. Was she this was, like, in Scottsdale? Was this uh, one this of the Scottsdale in, ladies? No, this is from Phoenix. One of the Phoenix ladies. Whenever oh. I was in the, the Biltmore. Yeah. Oh, yes, the, yes, yes. It was like a very small shop. And so, yes, I think I think I remember you telling me about this woman. I don't know. She like she. Oh, wait, no, not this one. Oh, that's oh. another one. U-Haul, U-Haul owner, the Maybe. owner of U-Haul. OK, cool. <laughs> we don't say names, but uh, so uh, rich people are crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, this this one lady, she had like this whole routine that she would do. And she like would try on a pair of glasses and then keep it one frame in her hand, reach for another one. And then she would, she would drop the one in her, in her other hand into her open purse. And then while she was trying on another pair, like a little, little rope-a-dope. A little bait and switch. Yeah. But one time she, 
she missed <laughs> the purse and it clacked onto the floor. And I was like, uh. this bitch. And I was like, oh, let me just pick that up for you. And I see inside of her purse and there are several frames in there. Like she was like just going down the line, stealing frames. And then wow. I saw I was like, are you going to do you want like a, a box for those to hold those those ones in your purse? And she was just like, what? Oh, no, no, no. And then it was so awkward that like she and she Ew, tried to dude. play it off super cool. Like she didn't just run out of there. She she started to be like, oh, no. And she started putting taking the things out of her purse, her brains out of her purse and putting them on the table because I was not. I was not just going to leave her alone after that. I was like, is that it? And she was like, oh, yeah, totally. Sorry. I just like my hands were full. I'm like, OK. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, like, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, it happens all the time. And then she got out of there. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that is kind of how you have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just be like, whatever, bitch. Um, anyway, crimes. crimes. This movie is really, really good. And so uh, what would you rate this movie? I would rate this movie uh, one out of ten. Uh, anxiety. No, one out of ten. Um, box cutters to the throat. Box cutters to the throat. I would. I would probably give this. I would give it a nine. Would you? I would because I was thinking like. I was thinking maybe an eight, but it's so well done. It is really well done. Uh, see, and here's the thing. I think I'm right. I'm about right there with you. I mean, they're going to give it a nine. So here's what I would do. So I'm going to give it eight full box cutters, and then yeah. I'm going to have the blade sticking out for an eight and a half. Oh, nice. So I'm going to give this movie an eight and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's sure. I mean, it's got its flaws, but. But everything was so well executed. Good. This movie's very good. Yeah, I highly recommend watching it on Netflix now. Um, but let's, let's see what the critics had to say at, over at Rotten Tomatoes. It is 94% homatometer. Really? Yeah, the critics have said 94%. Nice. And the audience score, 79%. So it's not for everyone, everyone, but it's for everyone. I mean, that's basically an 80. Like, it's this movie's good. Like, it's there's, yeah, obviously it does have its flaws. Which movie doesn't? There's a bunch yeah. of movies that have flaws. I mean, even Pearl, which we gave a 10, I'm sure has its own flaws, but it's yeah. a subjective thing. So, this is a movie that's an indie film. The tone is very specific. It's not your regular Hollywood movie, but it mm -mm. still has that kind of gritty feel of, um, well, I don't even know what to say, like a Michael Mann movie. Or if I uh, want to say it feels um, OK, there is a specific word for this. It, it's not hyper stylized. You know no, what I mean? It feels normal. I think that's what makes this movie so good is that it doesn't. The, nothing is out of blown out of proportion. Nothing is over the top. Everything seems so realistic. It's and grounded. Yes. Very grounded. Um, so the critics consensus is a taut thriller that contains a wealth of social commentary. Emily, the criminal is stolen by Aubrey Plaza's terrific work in the title role. Yep. And the audience says Emily, the criminal gets pretty dark and the characters can be unlikable. But Aubrey Plaza is fantastic in the title role. I don't like whenever people call characters unlikable. Just I didn't because they think commit they crimes. were. I didn't think they were unlikable. Yeah. 
Like, the, I didn't think they were unlikable in that sense. I now, can see how like an audience would like have a hard time being uh, on the ride with with Aubrey Plaza's character because of the choices she makes. Yeah, but you're watching her circle the drain. Yeah, and it's amazing and entertaining. It is. And it's I really mean, well done. I loved I, Aubrey Plaza's performance. She did a great job. Yeah, she did I a like great her job. in dramatic roles. I think that she's really coming up and I'm happy for her. Yeah, like she had been coming up for a while and doing like big Hollywood com- comedies and always starring alongside like Anna Kendrick or Robert De Niro and things like that. And so I, I like that she's uh, starring. She needs to. Like, and it's not More. an ensemble. More Aubrey. Yeah, Aubrey, get it. You can do anything. Also, <laughs> Aubrey, if you're listening. Hey, girl, hey. Come on the show. <laughs> we already know she's listening. It's fine. She, yeah, right. She's just ignoring us. No, it's fine, girl. We know. <laughs> anyway, so that was Emily the Criminal. Travis had a fun time talking about it with you. Me as well. I thought it was great. I always get like so serious talking about the story whenever I actually like something. That's okay. We don't have to. I feel like we have to start only watching movies that we hate. So we're like making jokes and making fun of it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) We can make jokes and we can make fun of stuff even if we do like it. Yeah. But it's fine because guess what? Sometimes it's okay to have it a little bit toned down. Yeah. I like it. Me as well. That was it. Uh, Go watch it on Netflix. Stay Mm -hmm. tuned for uh, our next episode. It'll be coming out in a few days. Um, after, if you've listened to this one, our next episode, we will be talking about the movie that John and I, uh, have already told you many times. We've referenced it. Yes. True lies. True lies. Okay. Which is no lies. (laughs) No lies. Um, so remember to comment, review, subscribe, send us an email at meangirlsinterrupted at gmail.com. If you have a movie you want us to watch, that's where you can reach us. Go to our website. It is called Mean Girls Interrupted. Uh, dot com uh, gmail.com is the email mean girls interrupted at gmail.com is the email yeah um, I don't know but that's it we did it yeah another so. show uh, hop on over to the true lies one whenever that's out in the <clears throat> oh my god my voice is raspy uh, oh it's, so, it's totally cool okay cool fine, it's does fine. it sound hot it's the weather yeah I love it okay cool uh, <laughs> so, with that everybody we're gonna have to see you at the movies Roll the credits, yeah. Meth-addled, crack-head person. Um, box cutter. <laughs> <laughs>